let me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Dude, I'm so pissed and disappointed and deflated. What? I spent too much time on Twitter yesterday. I don't know if you looked at Twitter. Looked just at yesterday. W- well, uh, <laughs> go on, go on. Specifically yesterday, and there's just something. I was so optimistic about the future until yesterday, and it's again because I was spent too much time on on, on Twitter, and it yeah. ruined it, and it's put me in a crap mood. And then today I get back on Twitter, and and things are even worse than they were yesterday. That's yeah. Twitter. Whereas there was so much optimism until yesterday. Emily, are you feeling optimistic or are you feeling crappy? Are you getting my vibe? How, how are I you? I mean, I'm... I'm mm. See, I, I like to get on Twitter to look at memes and to look at funny things. Me and too. I fe- and yeah. I feel like... Uh, well, I feel like a little bit unlike you. I like to follow a little less kind of controversial stuff. No offense. I think you need to be worldly, so it's good and for your Thank job, you. and that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. Know. I like memes. And in and, and this, this whole situation that has been happening um, has now been infiltrated into my meme. It's in everything. It's in my yes. meme accounts. And dude, here's here's the damn thing is again, there was a moment, there was a slight hope. It was it was it, again, it was a slight chance yeah. that things were going to be optimistic and things were going to get better. And the future looked so damn felt bright. Felt good. Felt good. Felt good, right? No. For a moment. You didn't, Spencer, you didn't <laughs> Spencer. for a moment think, like, feel a, that there was um, light at the end of the tunnel. The time I did feel good was uh, when I voted. And I was like, cool. Now I don't have to feel guilty. Okay. Well, and you <laughs> okay, know, fair. You did I your part. Say, yeah. Thank you, Spenny. At least you did vote because a lot yeah, of people didn't. Yeah, yeah. They should move the voting because Henry Mukatar being MVP over Juicy is dumb. But we're not talking about the voting. We're talking about the the sad news, the crap. It's even getting worse today. Austin FC's uh, Juicy, the leading scorer, the MVP of that team, as reported yesterday on Twitter, of multiple English Premier League teams were looking at him. And now, today, it's pretty much confirmed that he is probably going to go to Leeds United. And again, yeah. as oh. I was saying, the future was bright. Things looked good for Austin right. FC. Oh. If he, Stuver's locked down, uh, Diego Fagundes is now probably being recruited by uh, the La Liga. CJ, let's, now, let's, let's, let's I, I, I don't mean, this Sebastian is your Sebastian Druzy is, your, this is, is going show. to leave Austin FC. It's your this show. This is bad. It's your show, but I feel like we should probably stay focused on a non-political show and try to be fun. Dude, it doesn't matter. Funny. This is important. This is this is like the future is going to suck now, and it's going to it's a complete rework from the bottom. Yes. And I don't care how much money is going to come into Austin FC if he, if if. And again, I'm happy for Juicy. I want him to go and have a great, successful career after one more year with FC and they win a championship. But sorry, I don't mean to be a bad mood dude and Twitter to ruin everything. And everything sucks after yesterday because Juicy might leave. Probably is going to leave. I'll turn the mood around. We'll have a better CJ Morgan show. I just, I had to get that out at the beginning. Get that off of your chest. Also, if I don't address the monkey in the room, is that the term, or the elephant in the closet? There you go. The chip on my shoulder. Close enough. (laughs) The hot Cheeto on your All of them. (laughs) On your knee. It it would have been weird if I didn't address that off the top of the show, but there you go. Well, thank you. You're being vulnerable. Uh, I appreciate it. We love you. Um, You know, Listos Verde, I guess. A true American tragedy. (laughs) 
November 9th, way back in 1990, the American government went way too damn far. What do we do? I'm going to tell you what. There's a lot of us that do not like the IRS. <laughs> a lot of us. A lot of that us. That is an understatement. Listen, man, I'm not going to pull full libertarian and tell you that it's crap. Should it be heavily reformed and tax laws properly codified and rewritten. And also, why, if I owed you a few thousand, do I get then tacked on more thousand? But now that the IRS owes me a few thousand and I can't get a hold of them, is my 2,000 whatever dollars they owe me, is that going to be 6,000 in three years? Because it should be. Nah, man. Right? Nah. They don't play by uh, the You're just a regular should. old Joe. You're just a regular dude. They don't care about you, man, unless you owe them. All right. Well, let's say if you're not a regular old Joe, let's say if you're an American hero, <laughs> a folklore legend, a good human being that positively influences and impacts human lives across the board. There's a goddamn statue of Willie Nelson in Austin, Texas, and on this day, 1999, November 9th, uh, Willie Nelson's assets were seized by the IRS. Uh, at the time, a spokesperson said, we try to work with taxpayers. Yeah, you tried to get their money. Uh, and what they did was they <laughs> ended up forming a, uh, a creative payment plan, as they call it, in Uh-oh. which... Uh, I thought they were going to be like a collection agency, like the, like... Or bounty hunters, sort of like the Pinkertons or something, like <laughs> just yeah, hunting them down. <laughs> nope, nope, dude. It was uh, it was straight up uh, Willie Nelson's assets they seized. He owed about sixteen point seven million dollars in a tax debt that led to the federal government to seize everything. November 9th, nineteen ninety. He got into a bit of tax trouble as a result of weird investments made in the early eighties. Uh, some tax shelter laws that were ruled illegal. Interest and penalties. That's what killed me is the IRS interest and penalties. It ate my ass. It is not fair. Like, it is student loan stuff is pretty bad with interest and penalties. IRS stuff is the worst. Yeah. Let me tell you, professionally, always claims uh, they will find out. Okay, unless you're rich and have lawyers and actually can't oh, yeah, this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff, which uh, Nelson was, but he, you know, had some people uh, yeah, that didn't sounds help like him he, very yeah, much. He got a little too deep in that. Uh, with, Sixteen mil, bro. With a sixteen million dollar <laughs> tax bill, his lawyers uh, uh. convinced them they they negotiated down to a six million dollar cash payment to settle the entire debt. Uh, that was still more than he was able to pay. He didn't have that much, which is frustrating. Again, it's like, were you going to get get milk from a turnip? Do you like it when I say sayings wrong? Yeah, I'm kind absolutely. of enjoying that milk from a turnip. Uh, that one still kind of works. <laughs> he was one of the most bankable country music stars of his day. His uh, sweet daughter said he didn't even have a million, probably not even thirty thousand to his name at the time. Uh, he had to sell his guitar, Boo. Trigger, which was, I believe, bought by a fan and give. Yes. He got a lot of his stuff back, his ranch, his guitar. Um, the government did auction his home, and I think the bidder that won was in a half-assed here was a fan who bought the ranch on behalf of the families and da-da-da-da-da. Okay. And but, uh, yeah, there we go. The federal government screwing, old, screwing over Willie Nelson. Huh. Not any of these other billionaires and bankers and people like that. Oh, he, was, he wasn't he was even Willie. a millionaire, was he, at the time? So that's why I screwed him. He owed $16 million and probably had $30,000. Like that, yeah. that happens to a lot of uh, athletes, musicians, creatives, because... We're not business people. Right. We are not. Our brains, not wired for that. Not at all. There you go on this day. Why it's the lamest, because Willie Nelson 
and the IRS got into a bit of a skerfuffle. Emily has a clown fetish. No. No. Now it's time for Emily's social cues. That's what you said off air. No. You're like, hey, I need to talk about my clown fetish. I can't get enough. Like, there's makeup all over my body the next morning. I'm doing the walk of shame and way oversized shoes and a honking horn. Stealing the noses. Yeah. Emily's going on a date. She gets out of the tiny car with 10 other people. 10 other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's not me. I'm I'm questioning the other people that have clown fetishes because I don't know what has been up with this season. Everybody's into clowns right now. Do you guys notice this or is it just me and my Gen Z TikTok people that I see? We did play Killer Clowns from Outer Space during our event. We did. I don't like clowns. Did people show up as clowns? One person did and Uh, they won. I feel like this year I saw so many clown costumes at Halloween to the point where. Yeah, they all voted for Beto this week. Who's the real clown in this room? <laughs> oh, I think we all know. You're honk, honk. I wish I had a pie. I would pie you in the face right now. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You'd eat it. <laughs> no, but I, I think this year's hell. Okay, you remember that year when everybody dressed up as Harley Quinn and the Joker? Yes. Yeah, that's every year. Okay, yes, but the, specifically, there were a few years where it's like those certain types of people yeah. were the were always Harley Quinn and the Joker, and you were like, oh my God, God. not the cringy couple that's yeah. trying to look for a, a third, if you know what I mean. Uh, this year, those people were clowns. I think the equivalent to the Harley Quinn Joker costume for this year, for Halloween, clown. were clowns. And when I went out, I saw so many people dressed up as clowns. Huh. Not only that, I've seen so many kids on TikTok that now exclusively wear clown makeup. No. Like, that's their thing. That's their, like, huh. emo thing, which is cool. Go you. I just don't. What happened to being afraid of clowns? Okay, let's, I don't know. I thought we all hated clowns. Maybe it's coming back around because clowns, you know, their their original invention was to please and satisfy and, and bring joy to young children. <laughs> and so you think it's or coming adults, back? I assume. No, yeah. I think now it's now it's becoming a kink thing. Uh, um, Google Trends yeah, on uh, back. <laughs> on CNN listed. Listed clown is number 11 of the top costumes of 2022. I told you. Right behind number 10, Harley Quinn. I told you. Hey, see? That's like yeah. a hybrid clown. Come on. Yeah, yeah. See, I told you. They go hand in hand. Um, do you remember? So I think it was my freshman year of college. Do you remember the clown the the like clown thing where there were people dressing up as clowns and like standing in the forest. Yeah, it was a marketing yeah, a gimmick. Bit. Yeah, yeah. For, that was right for before it. it came yeah. out. Yeah, and was everybody. Was that proven? That was just my theory. I just remember going to College Station and driving around like random wooded areas of College Station trying, looking for clowns. You're trying to spot one. See, I, you're I, right. I was. Yeah, I was. You were clown fetishist. You would have yes. found a lot no. of clowns in College Station. All those Aggies. Kicks Hong Kong. <laughs> um, but that I remember when that happened, and I everybody was uh, terrified of clowns. And now I'm having friends that are having clown themed parties. I wasn't invited. What okay, is that? So maybe is that I'm a little uh, jealous. Beto's election uh, party. His <laughs> Kenan. <laughs> Because they want the, the the real horn dog coming over, a little sex fetish about clowns. I do not have a clown sex fetish. Yeah, Emily's gonna make it weird. I heard somebody say that the other day. They're like, "Oh, you know, so and so, you know, they have a clown fetish, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, haha, I could see that as like a joke. Like I said that as a joke, and then they didn't correct me, and I was like, "Oh, wait, they're serious." You know what they say about big feet? What? 
because clowns have big shoes, big feet. They do have big shoes. They, the, big noses. The, honk, honk. Mm-hmm. The bigger the heart to tell you a good, meaningful, happy joke when you're down. Yeah. Uh, clowns <laughs> not into it. Even Bozo as a kid, I was like, oh, no. Uh, Bozo was no. tight. No. Bozo? Mm-mm. I don't I think, think I even know It used to Bozo be like is. a show that would come on So there was mornings. like a major one. Oh. There was a Bozo in every market. It was like a TV show mm-hmm. and a franchise they would sell. But there was, if you were our age and didn't have cable, you still had two super stations, one out of Chicago, one out of Atlanta, one out of Chicago, WGN, had the like most well-known Bozo the Clown. Mm-hmm. So it was like a show kids would watch. And yeah. See, my clown as a, uh, as a child, Oh, God. I like just looked Hobo up the Bozo the Clown. What the hell? What was his name? Hobo the Clown from Men Living Color? Dude, this guy's Homie the Clown. Homie the Clown. Yeah. How did you, how did you watch guy. this man? I told you, clowns suck. This guy's so terrible. Oh, my God. Okay, no. The clown that I was friends with as a child, uh, well, two, <laughs> okay, <laughs> one of them was Molly from The Big Comfy Couch, and she was a sweet little, um, oh, she was a sweet little, ca- yeah. The other one was John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Hopefully not. No, uh, Molly was very cute, and and Molly and I don't remember the actual clown name, but she was this girl that sat on this giant couch, and then every now and then they'd teach you how to stretch by she would lay down on a clock, and then she would like stretch, and it was cute, and she had a bunch of clown friends, and everyone was looking for her, and everybody loved her. That was the first clown. Second clown, do you know you know Luby's like the restaurant? Yeah. So the Luby's in my hometown back in Houston had a clown, and. I don't know why Weird. she was very locally famous, don't but she come would. Up to me. She would always just be in the lubies, <laughs> and she would like Mm-mm. make Comes make little balloon, balloon animals. Yeah, I don't like it when, when and people in costumes come up to me. Yeah, like at restaurants, or, you know, when like characters. That oh, did, you like, would have just, hated this clown lady. Yeah, don't, then. I hate it. And she it works there all the time. I don't and, like that. And we went to lubies quite it often. Pisses me off as like, a child. No, really. Yeah, and she she to the point where I like the clown lady so much that my mom actually hired her for a birthday party. Because I like the Luby's clown so much. Okay, this, this denial of the, the clown fetish. No, really I don't isn't have working. a clown fetish. I'm it friends with clowns. Go, yeah. You just mentioned no. like <laughs> I love this one clown so much. Clowns <laughs> came over to your house and stretching on the couch with Molly. Like, yeah, we get it, Emily. Here are some calming movies. Matt Bearden and the Parent Pickup. Let's get them. Yeah. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people and a lot of uh, us who are really into things like the Marvel Universe, um, explosions, Transformers, and there are a lot of movies for kids that really jack them up. They have fun with them, and uh, I'm not here to disparage those at all. But sometimes we all need a little relaxation. Thank you. This is a constant issue with my fiance and I, and I'll be quick with this, is uh, we'll go to bed. Last night we watched White Lotus, night before Jeffrey Dahmer, oh. night before uh, um, Unsolved Mysteries. That doesn't calm me down before bed. I don't know. I can't. Uh, House of Dragon <laughs> doesn't calm me down. No. No, it doesn't. And your kids every once in a while can use a little relaxation. Station. Uh, I found a list of a lot of calming movies, and I thought I would r- bring out uh, a couple that I think maybe everybody out there may, may not know. Um, are you familiar with uh, Ponyo? Yeah, a little cartoon, I think. Yeah, well, I wouldn't call it a little cartoon. It's no, a great it's a cartoon. Studio, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli yeah, has yeah. tons of these, right? Uh, My Neighbor Totoro, which is really, really good. This Excellent. one is kind of based on The Little Mermaid. The kids will probably recognize some of the story elements, and it's probably why they will like it. But there aren't explosions. 
There isn't screaming. Cool. There isn't fighting. It's just sort of a really joyful tale about a goldfish. Oh. Yeah. Yes. It's an adorable goldfish. <laughs> the, uh, of course, the animation from Studio Ghibli, these, uh, Japanese, the Japanese animation has always really, really cool and really awesome and doesn't look like the animation most of us grew up here with in the West. So I think sometimes kids find it really engaging just to look at because it looks yeah. so different and entertaining. So I agree. It's, it's good too. That's that's one Studio of them. Ghibli, I miss baby. having a goldfish and a turtle. Is there any way I can get you one? Yeah, go to the golf course at uh, Ross Rogers Park in Amarillo, and they have little tiny turtles you can steal. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> will do. Uh, the next one is Song of the Sea. Uh, mm. It's from 2014. It's almost a, a decade old now. And there is a house that does some animation out of uh, Ireland, I believe. They've actually done quite a few tales. I will say some of them, though, a little more stressful than Song of the Sea. And so I'm just kind of bringing this one up right now. It's an animated fantasy. It's by this guy, Tom Moore, who did kind of a lot of these kind of things. It uh, was uh, got a, um, what do you call it, Academy Award it was nominated for? Oh, Best animated feature? It's an Irish film, too. I I saw his first films, The Secret of Kellis, which was pretty wild. Yeah, Yeah, it was really great, That was about Viking time there, so it's a little more scary. And I was going to say, and then they have another one about wolves that's a little more scary. This one is kind of— Vikings weren't in Ireland. Well, okay. That was picks and Celts and whatnot. Anyway, anyway this is... Takes uh, play, it's oh, God damn it. Okay, hey, maybe not. Kids. kids. My God, Spencer. Sorry, man. I got upset. Well, well, kids get upset. Should we teach them that they should curse when they're upset? I or mean, should they learn some self-soothing? Sometimes when it's appropriate. Yeah. So I apologize. <laughs> that's another great one to check out. And finally, uh, one of my faves right now, uh, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Um, I don't know if you know Sean the Sheep. It's so sweet, good man. I heard about it, dude. Sean the Sheep is so good. I found it one of those nights when I had a child. In fact, it was my daughter's before my son was even born, and she was up all night with fever. Yeah. And when you have a kid that's really sick, they can't sleep, they don't feel comfortable. And my Oof. wife had to be at work early the next morning. I volunteered. Let me stay up. And my daughter and I watched Sean the Sheep Uh-oh. all night long. Still to this day, when my daughter gets sick. The first thing favorite. she wants to do, she wants to run to Sean the Sheep. Aww. It's it's amazing. It's awesome. There's no uh, real talking in any of the Sean the Sheep. So any kids who are one or two get it, and kids like me who are not one or two get it and love it. Uh, Farmageddon is the kind of the newest one. They've come out with quite a few. It's really, really awesome humor. Uh, Animal things, Farm, another good one to watch if you're sick no, and need to no, go to bed. No, not Animal Farm. Hey, some, I'm trying to help out parents. Some parents are equal, some are more equal than others. No, oh. no, 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 no. That's okay. not how we're going to go. All right, those are three calming movies, if you heard any of them. Except for my, i got to go calm the two of you down. Ugh. He's like the store brand of funny. C.J. Morgan. On 101X. It's National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day. Where to go to get the best deals and, in my humble opinion, the best fried chicken sandwich. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! All right, I say the best fried chicken sandwich. Let me uh, let me add some things to that by saying the best fi- fast food Cliche, typical fried chicken sandwich joint. My favorite is not Popeye's. Did Popeye's start the whole craze? Yes, they did. Was it manufactured marketing supply shortage? 
No, actually it wasn't because a lot of the employees were very, very stressed every time I tried to get one of these. Oh, really? I don't know why <laughs> anyone in radio didn't like get one of those sandwiches and do a TikTok during their morning show. Like you thought, yeah. you would have thought that during the middle of the Popeyes fried chicken sandwich craze, some radio show somewhere in the country would have done a TikTok of them eating it. Are you sure there's none that did it? No, no one did that. Really? Not at all. Wow. Very weird. Strange. Uh, anyhow, Popeyes, yes, a good one, but uh, Church's oh. Chicken, dude. Church's Chicken has a kick ass fried chicken sandwich. Dude, yet to try it. I keep hyping up Church's Chicken, and maybe it's just because the one I live next to. It's really good. Yeah. Because uh, I constantly get crapped on for talking about how good churches is. Popeye's better sides. Yeah, absolutely. Every single piece of that mm. spice and rub and Cajunness is good. Give me that uh, okra. Mm. All the way. Yeah. Uh, but they do have a deal at Popeye's on fried chicken sandwiches. Uh, you got to have the Popeye's app. You get one, get one for free. Zaxby's. They have a signature chicken sandwich Zaxby's. with your name on it and a second one also for free. Also, if you order through the app. For some reason, Little Caesars Pizza is having a Detroit-style deep dish pizza only $8.99 for a limited time while it is National Fried Chicken Day huh. when they announce it. That is... Very bizarre. Yeah, I guess they're trying to what, compete with chicken? Maybe they're trying to compete with California Pizza Kitchen. Oh. $100 gift, $100 in gift cards and a bonus $20 if you buy a $100 gift card, you'll get 20 That's their mm, big fried chicken deal. Get out of here, California Sounds chicken. Sounds kind of dumb. Pizza, whatever it was. How about this? Wingstop. <laughs> you get a combo, you get your second sandwich free. So mm, if you're on a date no. tonight, like someone we know might be. Wink, wink. Uh, many of these places... Is buy one, get one free. A BOGO, as we call it, for a chicken sandwich. Uh, Del Taco, we have one in Round Rock, right? We figured that out, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, they're doing a buy one, get one crispy chicken taco deal for their rewards members. Wow. Crispy chicken's got to be on a soft tortilla, right? Because if be. you double crisp it, that's, that's I don't a know too about much. It. I think, that's a yeah, lot of crisp. I like the uh, the juxtaposition between the soft and the crunch. So yeah, one of my favorites. That's why uh, I voted for double decker and the the big uh, <laughs> bringing them back wars. You know, we're not going to get into that right now. We don't. Yeah. I mean, your poor decision making only reflects badly on you. But you're my friend, and I don't want these things coming across on the radio. Look, man, you just chose the popular vote, like most people. I chose, hey, go, I'm sorry. I'm I just distracting. Right I, I apologize. We should better the Enchirito. Make Way me, better. Making me upset today. So I'm sorry, but going. okay. It's not my the first bad. time it's, you upset me today. So it's it's just time to you know maybe some of us are a little more humble in acknowledging when we've made a mistake, and you were clearly not that. I don't make mistakes. However, I know for your propensity to just randomly cuss on the radio, so I will stop antagonizing you and Thank apologize you. for you being so wrong all the time. Point That's being, not what I wanted. It's uh, National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day, and a poll asked people what the uh, best fried chicken sandwich is, and let's see if I'm right or wrong. Wrong. I am. I am. Popeye's is uh, still known, and I think it's just part of the marketing well, campaign, but they, they are they are leading the list as uh, far as this poll goes so far today. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, what, what would you say the split is on this between churches and Popeye's? Uh, oh, I closed the, it out, but oh, okay, okay. Uh, Churches it, was not in the top three. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've still yet to try the Churches one, and you're saying it's worth it, though? I think it's really good. Okay. Yeah, fried chicken sandwiches, very healthy, well, very delicious, right? you also thought the Enchirito was really good. and It is. Listen, the main point of the Double Decker Taco is they have all the ingredients. You can order a bean burrito. 
You can order a taco and then make your own, whereas the Enchirito requires special time and equipment to assemble said item that they don't have all the ingredients readily available for. That's why it was the best vote, because they had to move new machinery into the Taco Bells to make this Enchirito. You think they just keep a little panini press in there? They don't. It's a very special Enchirito press. They do. It's science, Spencer. (laughs) Vacation all I ever wanted. Or should we sing Holiday Road? Let's leave the singing to the artists, the bands. We should. Uh, Welcome to Group Therapy. Emily, Matt, Spencer, myself, CJ, all here to uh, discuss the things that we stressfully deal with. And uh, top of mind for me happens to be vacation. Um, Can we say that? Yeah, how's that stress on vacation? It is supposed to be fun and relaxing, but then you realize... You're still the same person on vacation as you are. Your problems still follow you. And uh, I realized I had a couple of days, despite all my medical crap, to where um, the the week after Christmas, before New Year's, uh, I, I can take that entire week off, not doing um, this show already, uh, not doing the sports show. So I'm like, yes, let's do a road trip. I want to do a fun road trip. So I'm looking at right, two that things. That sounds like fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Matt, you and I are very simpatico when it comes to, we like West Texas desert trips. Yeah. Uh, Especially in the winter. It's a great time to go. Well, that's all settled. We can move on to the next segment. There we go. Done. <laughs> We're done. Stress over with. Um, I'm one of those people that like familiarity, so I presented my fiance another Alpine Big Ben Marfa Terlingua thing. Uh, unfortunately, I fed her acid last time we did that, and she didn't have the best experience. <laughs> So I pitched Riadosa. Um, it's 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 road trippable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and maybe I could get a couple of ski runs in up at Ski Apache and whatnot. And then she's like, "Well, what about Santa Fe?" And I was like, "Actually, you know what? Fantastic. Yeah. That sounds great because cool, you, you want to see Meow Wolf. There's a lot to do. Yes. There's mountains nearby. Like Meow Santa Wolf Fe. is amazing. I love Santa Fe yeah. so, so much and super cheap around the holidays. It, it is. Oh, I bet." No, well, that's not. Actually, yeah, I, I thought about that. That's why I stopped and was like, wait, I've been there around the holidays. Yeah, it's it's definitely well, not. I, I I scouted out and planned a pretty decent road trip. I looked at all the different options and then thought, okay, well, we can do Roswell, stay the night in Roswell. Nope. That's always dumb stuff to do. Airbnbs are pretty what cheap. Do you, mean, nope. you don't want to stay a night in Roswell. Why? why? It's what, Do you like Subway sandwiches? Sure, but I it's Roswell. Right, they got that cool McDonald's that looks like a UFO, right? I've camped over <laughs> like near Roswell, and that was really nice. And we went into Roswell for the day. I liked the Alien what, Museum. Like, Don't oh, listen yeah, to yeah, Matt. Yeah. So you were in Roswell for the day. Yes, correct. That's what but I just see, said. But here's oh. the oh. Here's the point of Roswell is it's an 11 hour drive to Santa Fe. Yeah, you got to stop in Roswell. I That's what stop, we did. That we're going to stop and stay the night and then mm-hmm. get up and drive. Yeah. We're going to take a different way back to where our halfway point we stay the night with uh, family and then drive home and I'm planning it all out and I was like, "Oh, this is going to take our entire week off." I was like, "That'll be fun. We'll do this." And then I realized, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." This road trips are stressful, especially if we have to take the dogs. Finding Airbnbs, and I'm like, should I just stay at home that week? Oh. But then I have a week where I'm relaxing, playing video games and eating, and then suddenly I come back to work and in 2023. I'm like, I didn't do crap. I took mm-hmm. no vacations. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do you do either of you get that to where it's either like take the stress of a vacation and spend a lot of money or be sad because you're at home? Like, I don't know what to do. See, I think it's a little different 
in my book just because I'm at the age where I feel like I'm 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 like in my quarter life crisis where I'm like oh my gosh I'm young I'm supposed to be going out and doing things I can't just sit at home and do nothing same I'm in my quarter life crisis so, <laughs> I I'm always for that vacation and I love I plan things so that I can go on a vacation and plan more during the vacation but you just you've been working so hard, CJ. You've just been going, going, going this whole I'm year. To go. I feel yeah, like man. having a week off wouldn't be bad. I think so. It's a bit different for me because especially like things like costs because I'm you got super, kids. super wealthy. Oh yeah, no. And of course. so really, you know, money's no object. Uh, I pretty much, you know, do whatever I want to, stay at all the nicest places. Mm. Yes. I'm fed grapes usually. Yeah. I have an actual person I hire that comes on the trip with me and feeds yeah. me grapes. Chewy. Oh, nice. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'll need a said, referral later down the line when I'm rich yeah, enough. My, the stress for me, the stress point is I can never commit to something and then I wait too long and then all the good spots are taken. Um that said, the last couple of times I've taken a trip, I've done something new. That has really relieved the stress, hmm. and I almost want to pitch this idea to you. Okay, interesting. Let's come back and solve okay. uh, everything for everyone, all right? It's group therapy, and we'll return with a new idea. We'll be back for reals this time. Welcome to group therapy. It's vacation time for all of us. Uh, Emily, Matt, Spencer, myself, CJ, because radio is a weird business, as is television or entertainment, where during certain times of the year, we are expected to be at work because if we're not certain things, there's rating periods and sweeps in television, blah, 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 blah. blah. in the weeds on that one. End of the year is usually when radio is playing Christmas music. No one's in their cars because they're not taking kids to school. They're not going to work. So it's our time off. Drinking eggnog all day. Yeah, you're stressed about the trip. You don't want to not take a trip and then go, man, I didn't do anything and have that FOMO. And But then a, a trip, you say, stresses you out. Correct. And I want to suggest something because I know that we are similar. You and I are both a little bit of control freaks. Yes. And, and, and before you completely lay it out, let me also say that my going to the desert or going camp, camping, those trips, I, I love them. But I love them because historically, beach, mountains, desert, I go by myself. I camp. I have all my stuff I need. I take drugs. I relax uh, and meditate. And then I'm healed. When you're doing a long road trip with a fiance and dogs, you don't get to do that. So it adds a lot more and just the price and blah, 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 blah. But you have a suggestion that's yeah, going to save me. I do. And uh, you and I both have a propensity to be uh, a-holes. And I mean that with love and kindness and respect. Um, but it's one of the things that brought us together. And um, But also, you know, I do this thing where I will look up what I think is going to be a perfect trip. And then I'll find a hotel and I'm like, oh, my God, they have this limited dinner that they're doing on the 27th of December. And then I'm trying to get a reservation. It gets me ramped up. And then it finds out that... It was already filled six months ago. Yeah. You're running behind, so you don't want to stop at the gas station right. because sure. you have right. enough gas, but everyone's got to pee, and you're like, wait, yeah. so if wait I could, till we run out of gas. This is what I've done for the last three trips, and it has worked out. Chef's kiss wonderfully. Uh, your fiancé actually is somebody who handles logistics and operations and planning for a large uh, tech startup company. Yes, and her family, and even us in a way. She's very good at that. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? You're not. So oh. stop. Stop controlling. Stop being a control. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Let me finish, controller. Well, I got to <laughs> control admitted, this narrative. You have a little touch of the narcissism, which means you pick ideas of where they're going to be awesome. And I'm saying, let go. 
Yeah. It's hard, but a vacation is supposed to be relaxation. Yep. If you had the money and you were taking Lisa on a vacation and you had the money, would you give it to a vacation planner and they put everything together? It's a nice luxury, right? You have that in your in house. house. Yeah. Let Lee. Now, things, the thing is, is that remember, she's not going to plan a trip for herself. Women are better givers than men are. Sorry, that's a very sexist thing to say, but it's also, true. why you don't you observe don't the world anything. and see that it's true, uh-huh. right? right? And uh-huh. she's going to include things in there that you love, right? But you don't have to be stressed on the yeah, way out of town. Driving to Albuquerque to see the all the meth stuff from Breaking Bad. I but, did that. It was uh, fun. It was it a blast. Actually is fun. It is a blast. I will also tell you there's an incredible hotel in Van Horn, Texas that nobody knows about, but she might find. There's different things, and she'll have a different perspective, and then allow someone to present the trip to you instead of you, because you're a gift giver. And you I'm are, a surpriser. And you she want to do all surprises. She doesn't no, like no, surprises. Do not do she that. She loves planning. So let her do the plans. And guess what? You love surprises. Allow yourself to be surprised. And you'll find out that you will return Dude. with one of the most wonderful vacations. I'm telling you right now. legit. Mm-hmm. I've done it for three vacations now. Uh, one of them, my wife just said, we're going north of Milwaukee for a week. And I was like, why on earth would I want to do that? It was, in, it was last spring break. It was the middle of the winter. Kind of thaw. I show up to... A Frank Lloyd Wright house that was an Airbnb, and we spent four days building fires and listening to music and watching geese come in and off of this lake. That was it. Beautiful. It was amazing. Okay. okay? It was fantastic. And then she had two other dinners planned. Like, she did it all, and it turned out the only time I had to be an a-hole was going through the airport, and then coming back through (laughs) the airport. But here's the best part. She said, here, take this. And I was like, what is that? She goes, it's some CBD. Don't worry about it. And it was just to take the edge off so that I could be a little less of an a-hole. It turns out that my wife knows me really, really well. The trip was fantastic. And I'm just going to keep doing that from now on. My wife gets to plan the vacations. But if if Lisa does ask to help, you have to immediately get on that. Okay, see, yes. Emily, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's roll through a few things right here, and then we'll end this wonderful session of group therapy, where I do already feel better. Uh, Emily, your point's the most important, so I'm going to save that to the end. It's called oh, a tease in radio. Oh, great. So I have yielded quite a bit on this thus far, um, because my first thing I wanted to do was fly to Phoenix, then go camp in the Superstition Mountains, and go search for gold. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so you've been is, on such a treasure hunt like, you kick really recently. You should have heard him last week. Anyway, go on. Man. So, uh, but realistically, she's, she's already done. She has a podcast called Weird Brunch, and she's like, a lot of people have died in the Superstition Mountains. I was like, yeah, but back in the 1800s, and then I looked, and I was like, oh, a lot of people had died, and then I looked up uh, some of the hiking conditions, and it's very, <coughs> very rugged and difficult, and it is expert-level hiking. So I'm like, okay, Superstition right. Mountains, we're done. So then Riadosa, that's in the mountains. I'll go skiing. You can hang at the lodge. I was like, wait, Riadosa is still a drive up to ski Apache. That's a full day. She didn't want to do that. It's done. So she brought up Santa Fe, and I was like, well, I'll plan that. And here's why, Emily, because she said at times, she's like, well, why don't you, I want you to plan some stuff. Like, why don't you ever do it? I'm like, babe, because you're the best at it, but she wants she. A thing for her was she would be happy if I took care of all the logistics and stuff for once. Okay. So I feel like she wants that. But right, then when can we I have get her stressed, on air? Can we talk to her on air? Yeah, let's call her right now. Well, there's a part of me that just also she's afraid that if she plans it, it's going to create an argument between right. the two. Right. No. Like upset you. I've even yielded. She. I let her drive now. Not that I let her, but I let wow. Her drive wow. Now. I prefer to drive, but so does she. Okay. 
king of Saudi <laughs> so, Arabia. So, thank you. Okay. So I guess what you're getting into slightly here is you've already relinquished a little bit of control, and that's a good sign. I'm I would just say. Stay there you go. That's what I was trying to say. I just don't get stra- Send her on a vacation. Let hey, her do her camping in the woods. We're hitting the limit. What was your suggestion there? My suggestion? Didn't you have something you were saving till the end for Emily? That's No, that's what I was saying. Is no, like, that I was wants, right, that she wants, she wants me, planned, me to do the yeah, planning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's our time. Looks Oof. like I'm going to stay in home. Just let, Good go, luck. Group let therapy. go, let go, let go. I watched the Weird Al biopic. I'm going to tell you all about it. Time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. You were excited about this when it uh, was first announced. The Weird Al biopic starring Daniel Ratcliffe uh, just came out, and I actually spent some time watching it this week, and I know that some of my coworkers watched it because uh, I made a joke about Hey Boy, and someone goes, huh, Hey Boy, Weird Al. Have either of you had the pleasure of observing it yet? I keep telling myself that I'm going to watch it, but then I go home and I take a nap instead. So, no, I've been wanting to. I absolutely am in love with Daniel Radcliffe. Same. So... Uh, What's it streaming on? It's on Roku. Roku and, TV. Uh, it is yeah. free. So if you have a smart TV, most of them already have Roku, or you can download the Roku app, mm-hmm. uh, and you just watch it with commercials. Um, it's also not like HD 4K. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I, my eyes bleed when I watch Dumb. it, because it's not an HD oh, 4K. Man, set in the past, though, right? So it's almost like you're going back in time. It is. Yeah. So it, it's, it's worth so it. You well, know he no, lived his life. In, back in, in time would be 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Now everything's 16 by 9 or cinematic, th- you know, okay, point being. Yes. Uh, it's worth watching once. I'm going to say that. Watch it. Yes, indeed. I liked it. Um, I'm not going to call it must-see, but I'm going to call it you should see it. You should um, see it. Okay. I can't really get too much into it and spoil it. Um, there are some moments that I laughed my ass off. It was entertaining pretty much the entire time. Uh, the end had a... the When the credits were going, there's something very clever and funny and very CJ that I want to say, but I'm worried Man. it's too spoilery. Yeah, don't spoil it. I'm not it's going. like an end credit scene. It's not a scene. It's oh. just the end credits. Okay. And it is genius. Um, well, it's dumb CJ genius. Uh, but let's go, and this might be a little spoiler thing, but I'm going to do a little uh, true or false about Weird Al because, uh, um, spoiler alert, for reals, this is not actually a true no. depiction they, of uh, the okay. life of Weird Al Yankovic. They didn't yeah. even reach out to consult him, I read. <laughs> I thought he, he was in it. He was in the movie. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't they didn't need to consult him about his life because oh, they weren't planning no. to make it the, the serious. Whole, yeah, the whole point was that it's not about his yeah, life yeah. and it's just a comedy about biopics. Right? Right. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, would you like a parody's nuts? Because I On bought some face? almonds today, actually, oh. if you're hungry. Yes, please. Emily. What? Disgusting. Sorry. We're better than that. Okay, <laughs> true or false? No, and uh, Emily, don't cheat. I know you did this on the Morning X. I did do this on the Morning X. I'll let Spencer answer first. Uh, what? Weird Al got his first accordion from a door-to-door salesman. Uh, he false. did. He did. Damn it! Actually, yeah. that's true. Um, so, his yeah, parents wrong. were very unsupportive of his music false. as a kid. Correct. Yeah, um, I mean, there's guy. not a lot of parents that would be okay with the parody music. <laughs> Most parents don't even like comedy. I'm lucky my parents let me be in radio. Well, no, I just feel like Weird Al like, seems pretty well adjusted, so I feel like his parents were supportive, you know? Yeah, yeah, he had to be a nerd. He seemed like a nice guy. guy. <laughs> uh, my Bologna was first recorded in a public restroom. 
Hmm. False. True. True. Um, I was, also I said it was the Weird Al's first hit. True. False. False. Damn. It was something that like nobody knows. Yeah. 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 It's, like it's it, like yeah. My Bologna is oh, is feel, definitely. I don't a first feel bad hit. about any of this. <laughs> no. Um, Y'all didn't tell me I had a, a quiz today. Okay. Dr. Demento <laughs> uh, is a real person and actually helped launch uh, Weird Al's career. True. Yeah, that's very true. I, yeah, yeah, it's radio, on baby. Saturdays, as a kid, I would listen to Dr. Demento every Saturday. Yeah. Every. Aw, really? Again, Dr. Demento. It was a bizarre time because before that, you did have artists. Uh, Ray Stevens is one that comes to mind. Um, but it was pretty much... Weird Al and everyone else yeah. when, when I was listening to it. But it was still such a fun, goofy show. And Dr. Demento, I mean, my favorite guys listening to the radio as a kid, besides, you know, Local D, because I love listening to music, but uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Art Bell and Dr. Demento. Art Bell was awesome, Coast to dude. coast and the Dr. Demento radio show where they just Spelled, played uh, goofy just, ones. He just commanded such a good, oh, yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> uh, the percussion on Another One Rides the Bus is actually... Al's drummer uh, just hitting a accordion case, as in the movie. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Al did have a period where drug and alcohol issues caused trouble in his career. False. Yes, Spencey. Yes, good uh, job. Oprah did an interview, actually did do an interview with Weird Al. Yes. I don't know true? this one. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, true. Yes. True. Okay. Apparently it was actually Ooh. different than what it was uh, uh, portrayed in the movie. <laughs> oh, Oprah's in the movie? Um, <laughs> Oprah? Uh, in the movie, as you saw, Eat It was written before Beat It. Was the, Eat on. It written this, before Beat It? You got False. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's doesn't a trick any, question. Doesn't make any sense. No. Um, also in the movie, uh, Weird Al Yankovic had a thing called the Yankovic Bump, where his songs, parodies of other songs, would actually make the artist's songs go up in sales and on the charts. Oh, yeah, that's true. true. Very true. I mean, that's still true today, that. anytime yeah. that there's anything like that, too. It's, yeah. People want to hear the original. I have yet to. I'm just sniffing marker. Don't I, make I, I'm very curious. How's it smell? It's not a good one. It's too that? small. Of a, it's a Sharpie. I like yeah, this. I got some big ones over sniff. here. Uh, no, don't give him a marker the thing. to sniff. Stop, guys. Ooh. I've never seen <laughs> him live. <laughs> I want to. He's absolutely great. And you know how you get that kind of, you know how you channel the Weird Al? How? Sniffing markers. No. Stop sniffing markers. Here, I'll trade you. I accidentally oh colored on my nose. He's already stalking you. Stalk back. At the C.J. Morgan. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 101X. Politics aren't really that fun, but uh, hey, now we have a Gen Z member of Congress, so I think that's cool. Uh, yeah, let me I saw it on Twitter, actually. I, I oh, know who you you're did? talking about because yeah. uh, it was one of the... Uh, there was a lot of stuff up and down yesterday. I'm not going to get into it, yeah. but uh, there, there was one very exciting thing, and it was a, a member of the Florida being elected to Congress. Yes, uh, Maxwell Frost, he has been elected as the first Gen Z member of Congress. I believe he is 25 years old, and he be- he uh, beat out... He, he was running for a Democratic Party, but he beat out Calvin Wimbish. 
Uh, he was uh, he the incumbent, or was yeah. this okay? Yeah, and uh, Maxwell Frost won um, at a fifty nine percent. So actually, a pretty it's big handily. percentage. Sure. Yes. Um, and what's really interesting, and whenever I read more about this, because part of his campaign is you know he was declaring himself to have been a political leader for over ten years, which would make him fifteen because he's twenty five. Student government. Well, no, actually, uh, if you look more into it, the reason is. Is because um, he was actually one of the original organizing directors for March for Our Lives. So he was one of the people of my generation that were that were going through school shootings and doing things and speaking out about school shootings as a child, <laughs> which is very dark and it's very sad. But it's kind of cool that somebody who was an organizing director for March for Our Lives then turned around and was like, hey, gun control is something that is important to me, something that has made my life a little bit more complicated growing up in my generation. So I'm going to run for Congress. And he did. And, and he won. He won. Yeah. And in Florida, in which, Flo- is which is a very, very surprising. They call it a purple state, but it's it had a, a very red uh, yeah. state in the recent elections. Now, Emily, we've talked yeah. about this with Matt, um, our other co-host, who has two kids in school. And they do regular drills. We never had to do this. No. Um, I, I when Columbine happened, I think we were maybe middle schooly. Spencer's a little younger than me. But for you, as a middle schooler and high schooler, mm-hmm. was were these sort of drills a regular thing? Was oh, it definitely? That's all I've known. Columbine so yeah, was nineteen ninety nine. I was yeah. one year okay, old. Okay, so I was in high school. Um, so but, yeah, they weren't ready to. They were ready to blame that on doom and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, we hadn't had a. T- S ton of uh, mass shootings yet. So compared to this point, but Mm-mm. but so yeah, you're the and I don't mean you're old, but you're the <laughs> oldest person I know that's had to do. And I haven't yeah. really thought about that. Every generation just younger than me and you, Spencer, has had to regularly prepare for this, and that mm-hmm. is yeah, freaking bizarre. It's absurd. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Doesn't doesn't need to be happening, but we're letting it. Um. Uh, yeah. Emily, so this dude, uh, that was his big. His big start, which yep. is uh, an amazing Frost, kind of yeah. uh, thing to to do at such a young age. When sure. there's so much other crap going on, mm-hmm. uh, and then one is big election, and I, and I gotta say that's that's big for Gen Z, and uh, I have another kind of take on Gen Z. Yeah, what yeah, is get it? off Twitch. <laughs> Go do something with your lives. Run for Congress. Run for you, Congress. You've, you've got millions of followers. Um, <laughs> no, just in the uh, in the. I believe it just shows in a way how antiquated some of our uh, political structures are. Yeah. Because um, you know, I, I also was heavily involved in politics uh, when I was younger, and I worked in a lot of the the guys that I knew were heavy into data. Um, mm. And a lot of the polling is very old. And I think Gen Z is the reason that some people are surprised there wasn't a massive, quote unquote, red wave, because all the projections showed that there was going to be not a swing, but a major swing in the Senate and in the Congress for the United States. And that didn't really happen. It's no. uh, there's still a lot up in the air. It's still very close. I think the House might swing uh, Republican. Um, I think the Senate is going to stay. And again, I haven't really looked today. Yeah, Democrats won one seat. Republicans lost one seat to the Senate. So it's still pretty close. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty close. But, but Republicans my, a little more. My uh, point is, is all the uh, productions were showing there was reliable polling or not polling I, I say polling in the sense that you know they're reaching Surveys. out to who are you going to vote mm-hmm. for what are you going to do uh, but Gen Zers don't 
answer their cell phone to do a survey. Oh, no. Uh, even They probably don't even do an email survey. No. Also, a lot of this data comes from people who have not voted but donated and regularly donate to campaigns. And we don't have that kind of money. willing <laughs> to right. answer these surveys and answer these questions. Yeah. A lot of us, I'm, I'm older, I'm not going to do a survey. I'm not going to answer that crap, yeah. and I've donated. My info's all out there and all the stupid lists everywhere. Um, so I, I, I think that's an interesting thing looking forward yeah. because campaign strategies literally change because of this data. And now, yeah. thanks to Gen Z, we're seeing, hey, that uh, sure. you can't rely on that anymore. Things no, are changing. And oh, I, think, I think it's interesting, too, and I want to a- applaud Mr. Frost here um, because he is stepping into... A industry, you know, that is completely taken over by old white men for the most part. And it's hard. I know. It's very hard, though, and it's very intimidating. And the reason why there's not a lot of young people like us. There's a bit of hazing in it, too. And there's a lot of money to get elected. It's it's because it's intimidating and you're not welcome if you're young. You're not welcome in politics because they don't believe that you have enough. um, You you don't have enough experience, which in in certain things, certain cases, sure. But when nowadays people like me and him are growing up in generations where it's like you literally sit through school shootings and you are a part of history like I don't think it's a bad thing to have a few more younger people in there. Yeah. Like I would, I would love more than just him. I can't believe he is the, the youngest, one of the youngest people to I'm be put into Congress like that. Seventy-year-old mother efforts just yeah. <laughs> continuing to lead. Yeah. Uh, and there's no like term limits on a lot of that's my Congress big thing. And things uh, like that. And it's you like, need a good dude, balance. Of old, how soon are you going to go senile? And you're, you're you're stuck in your old term ways limits, and unwilling campaign finance reform. And I mean term limits because Strom Thurmond, who was a segregationist, was a sitting senator until he died. Um, anyhow, there you go. Congratulations, <laughs> Gen yeah, Z. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Some inspiration to take. You know, it's 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 okay to be politically active. If you're voting for who I want you to. Break out the blankets. We got a cold front coming in, and this one is supposed to really be real this time. Yeah. Friday, it's going to hit between 7 a.m. and 2 p.m., which knowing the Austin Rain Dome, as we joke on the internet, uh, probably won't mean until Saturday morning. Yeah. But it's going to be unseasonably, well, it's supposed to be cold. It's unseasonably hot, but it's going to be colder than normal for this time of year. A possible first freeze of the <gasps> Hill Country area. Whoa. Light freeze. That kind of sucks. I just planted a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I know you're not supposed to plant this late, but it, it's nice outside. It's been raining, and there are no mosquitoes right now. Yeah. So that's why I've been doing gardening. Well. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, but hey, the freeze. Man, just wrap them up in a blanket. I threw all my blankets away. Why? Uh, just because I had a lot, and I was I donated the ones I could, and the ones that were bad I oh. didn't. And now I'm okay. kicking myself in the ass because <laughs> I could protect my plants. Point Hindsight, B, 2020. Point yeah. being, yeah. Uh, it is going to get uh, really cold this weekend, and then all next week it's going to be in the 60s. The cold front's going to come in. Friday, Saturday are going to kind of suck. And then next week is going to be one of those magical ones where it's cool, it's nice. Sweet. And you can actually go out and do a little bit of things. Mm. I might ride my bike. Get you some hot cocoa. It's hot mm. cocoa weather coming up, baby. It is hot cocoa weather. Mm. Not into hot cocoa that much. What is wrong with you, man? Why? Just not. No? Because uh, when I was a kid, we it was like very cheap. So it was just boiling water and like powder. But yeah. the powder wasn't even chocolate cocoa. It was just... 
whatever Walmart had, and it yeah, just man. and the marshmallows were weird. Yeah, it just said yeah, I can't made anymore. yourself a more gourmet or artisan version, if you will. I'm done with it. Okay, it's, man. it's too late. You hot cocoa's ruined right. me. Right. Uh, but there are some suggestions. <laughs> you can make a, a, a nice hot toddy, which is whiskey, honey, and water. Yeah. It's an excuse to drink whiskey. Shut yeah, up. No, no one likes an actual hot you toddy. You just drink whiskey room temperature and it'll warm you up. So, <laughs> Fun fact, it actually doesn't. It constricts the blood re- vessels and, uh, yeah, you know, but you drink if you want, but uh, apparently it doesn't actually keep you warm. Oh, well, no. I know if you, if you go out in the snow and drink the whiskey, you're going to freeze to death. But yeah. <laughs> but some of us, you know, might just want that. Yeah. Uh, there is a warning that there might be some blizzard conditions what? and snow because it's not just going to be a cold front, but it's a power Powerful storm that'll be coming in. Uh, the worst part, I believe, is going to be southward into central Texas. Cold air going to be cold next week, and again, possible snow, possible blizzard. So, if you're going to get out and about this weekend, be careful. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to make a bet. When will it actually get to 40 degrees? Oh. What day? What time? According to this. Anytime Friday between 7 a.m. and 2 p.m., I am going to stick with my thought that it's not going to happen till Saturday at 3.30 a.m. Okay, I was going to say probably Monday. You yeah. think it'll push that far back? Or it's technically Sunday, you know, over, overnight Monday, basically, okay, so into I'll, Monday. I'll say overnight until Saturday, and you're going to say that the Austin Rain Dome, the weather prevention, the you're, you're calling David Yeomans wrong, I guess. I don't No, no, no. You just, said you, that just to his literally, face. you just literally put me on the spot, and I was You're like, "I got to think of something." There is. I got to think of something. We're live. Well, we'll find out. Uh, either way, cuddle your puppies and plants. Oh, it's gonna get cold. How to spot a fake ID and what to do about it. IDs, the salvation of a young person trying to get into a bar to hang with older friends and have some delicious cocktails. But are they bad? It's time to render a verdict as to to, as to who today's person behaving badly is. And it takes us to a viral TikTok video where a bouncer in Oklahoma lets us know what to do when you find a fake ID. Hello, YouTube. I get questions a lot. What do I do when I get a fake ID? Well, I'll show you. So typically when I get a fake ID, first I'll let them know, ma'am, this is a fake ID. And then I'll wait for their response. And that's the typical response. And then I tell them, well, if that's so, then why can I rip the fake ID in half like that? And typically they say, and then I'll say, you can't stay here and you got to go. You can't stay here and you got to so, go. So uh, do you make like followers off of that or what? Yeah. You can't get it back, guys. <laughs> oh, you can't get it back. Can I get it back? No. Every other time it works, but here it don't. Yeah. It's probably because we're better than everyone else. Thank you, guys. Catch you later. Uh, So here's the deal. You know, I get frustrated with social media influencer types, and I'm going to go in on this guy because, again, the point of the segment is to find out who today's person behaving badly is. Listen, dude, you don't have when you're doing a video, you don't say, hey, YouTube, what's up? What's up, peeps? It's dumb. A professional broadcaster, which there used to be gatekeeping. There used to be a way to keep any idiot from broadcasting, Uh -uh. myself included, but they will tell you. You're not speaking to the people, to y'all, to you, to what's up, YouTube? What's up, my listeners? Hey! Mm. 
Sounds like another old man on the lawn incident. You're here. speaking to one person. You're speaking to the man who just got home, put up his slippers, lit his pipe, turns on the radio. That's who you're talking to, that one person. Anyhow, this dude's little YouTube sure, kind of thing, sure. very annoying. But uh, you know what? That was hilarious. I absolutely loved it because it sounds set up at first. But yeah. no, when you watch the video, the dude clearly is walking away from them, does the setup, and then goes back to where a guy and a girl are, does the whole thing in yeah. front of her. They both look shocked and scared yeah. and then just completely lays it out. It's hilarious. I agree. Almost like to a level of I, I love prank videos. The problem is is they, yeah, yeah. they're they they're often fake or staged oh, or dude. set up because it... it yeah. For a good couple of years, it was what would get tossed into your feed on everything. On YouTube. And yeah, they were they were doing those original good pranks, but then you run out of all of them, and so people started faking them left and right, and it was getting disturbing and annoying. And you know what else is disturbing and annoying about that is when yes. someone's like, oh, this is staged, it's fake, or whatever, and someone in the comments goes, so, but it was funny. It's, Shut up. No. It was fake. It wasn't funny. Pranks like, aren't supposed to be fake. It's not a It's not a prank. If it's fake, it's a staged production. That's it's, the, it's art, I guess. That, uh, that's <laughs> it's, that's it's what's performance. entertaining is getting the real reaction from the other person. That's what's great. That is, uh, and as someone who's done prank calls for years, fake, real, staged, mainly real, sometimes that it for a time. Okay. You are you cannot <laughs> script a better reaction than what you are often going to get. Um it takes a lot, a lot of stuff for duds, but that is the best thing. And this woman's reaction and interaction with this uh this guy is absolutely Dude. incredible and hilarious yeah. because it is real, it is uncomfortable, and it is just fun well, to watch. Well, it's because she wanted to dunk back on him, but she hadn't didn't have anything to say. Oh, she makes, she, she some, that, did you make some views on that? You make views? Yeah. Of, yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> and then when she admits, like, well, every other part, like, it worked. Um, but it was the best dog. But the point of this is to uh, find someone who is behaving badly. And I'm going to say, uh, you know, maybe I am old. Maybe get off my lawn. But people fake IDs. I bartended for a very long time. And yeah. we are the ones that are going to get in trouble. Yeah. Not you. You will, yes, you will get in trouble You'll for possessing a trouble. fake ID, but uh, they they hammer they you they come down hard, especially here in Texas with the TABC. And then guess what? You get busted with a fake ID. You know how you get out of that a lot of times? You take a plea with the judge to do what? Yeah. Set up stings. Oh, really? You will have to pay. You will have to do community this service. Sounds like you have experience. Yes, they used to do TABC <laughs> stings really? where they would have people who used fake IDs that would go and try to pass off a fake ID, and they were very convincing. It was very like it was a whole thing, and they were good fake IDs. Yeah, because they were state funded. And you would get in trouble. Like, it was a complete crap. I don't know if that's still legal. I don't know if they still sell it. a waste of money. Sounds like entrapment. Yeah. Uh, TABC's just absolute garbage. I'm glad I don't have to deal with them anymore. But there you go. Today's person behaving badly. The TABC. Absolutely. I agree. How about we go there? Bunch of asses yeah. that have nothing better to do than yeah. ruin a good time. They say they're out there protecting We're us and our safety. We're protecting you from having fun. Yeah, stop it. No, you're I don't not. need that. You're just trying to make money and throw people in jail so you can feel good. There you go. Badly people. Wow. America, America, this is you. Did you know? Oh, man, I love this stuff. Let's learn some things together. Uh, do you remember the classic, I believe it was a silent film, uh, Nostafaru? I didn't say that right. Nosferatu. No, 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 don't help him. Let him say Nostafaratu. Nostafaratu. Tua, quick. Tua Tungo Vailoa. Giannis Antikupola Nostafaru. Nos- 
Nestafar. What's the movie about? Well, let's figure out how to say it, and then I'll tell you. Well, if it's the vampire movie, it's Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Did you know how to pronounce the name of this movie? I do now. Now you do. Nosferatu. There you go. Did you know Nosferatu? Nosferatu was plagiarized, uh, (laughs) or actually plagiarized, Bram Stoker's Dracula. The Stoker estate actually sued them and wanted to destroy all copies of the movie. However, at least one made its way to the U.S. where uh, Bela Lugosi played him. Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi was actually Dracula, and, and he's dead now, though. He is. Right. There's someone, a song about it. Someone asked. Uh, uh, let's know, let's move on to being oh. able to pronounce oh. more stuff. Uh, did yes. you know there was only one guy who survived the atomic bombings in both Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Whoa, both of them. Got, got that right, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, his name is Tsutomo Yamaguchi, and he died in 2010 at the age of 93. He was at both. Uh, one of the moments where I wish I'd looked up more information because that sounds Dude, fascinating. Imagine the nightmares, though. <laughs> I know. He's like, oh, I finally drove to safety. And yeah. then again, that's horrific. It is. Absolutely. I need oh, to look more man. of this up. He survived both atomic. Bu- this seems like one I of those. Imagine we were where he went after the second one. He's like, it's just going to happen again, isn't it? Oh, it's I just, just read up. Uh, he survived it because he was. Uh, he was living in Australia and running a, a, a tapas bar. Actually, not there. Uh, did you know the first actor to play James Bond uh, was an American? Barry Nelson played him in an episode of a TV show called Climax in 1954, eight years before the first ever Bond movie. Hmm. Um, Barry Nelson's Climax sounds a little like something you find on Pornhub. Yeah, it's it's more of a movie <laughs> when Barry Nelson went to Hollywood to be an actor. Good-looking young kid from Des Moines. But, uh, you know, he was having trouble making rent and making plays. And then he met a producer and said, you know what, actually, I could... Uh, yeah, I could use you in some of these movies here. There, there are more B movies, but uh, essentially, you know, you just start holding the camera, and then we're kind of directing, and then climax. Great movie. Thanks for explaining how porn is made. Uh, speaking of porn, Henry Shrapnel. <laughs> Did you know uh, Shrapnel's named after Henry Shrapnel, a major general in the British Army in the 1700s? He was the one that invented the exploding shell with little pellets inside. Causes a lot of damage to uh, soldiers and troops grouped together. Because mm. before, cannonballs just hitting in an area, knock out one guy, knock out other pieces of artillery. But Shrapnel, take out a whole row. Very, very deadly. And did you know that uh, in, in most ancient to even musket uh, warfare... Most of the time, most of the casualties, and this goes through the Napoleonic Age, mind you, through the American Revolution, most casualties occurred not during the battle, not during the fight. The infection afterwards. But during the rout. Well, that actually is the biggest killer in war is uh, malaria, disease, um, sickness, and stuff like that. But actual battle-inflicted casualties, not disease-related it, it wasn't fighting hand-to-hand and, and shooting at each other. It was in the route. It was when one army, because the essential thing is you have your infantry head-to-head, and then you got to stay in line. you got to stay in formation, because once you break formation and start running, that's when you send in the cavalry to cut them down. And that's where most of the uh, the deaths happen is uh, in the route when the enemy or the one of the armies flee. Now, let me tell you about a pincer maneuver, or better yet, the hammer and sickle, not hammer and sickle, the hammer and anvil maneuver. What if, it's, where you what if we find ca- this boring? Can we just go to something yeah, else? CJ, did you know we are on the radio right now and we need to 
Yeah, you're, we're, not in that, we're not in like a history uh, class. Did you know I found a meme this weekend that I shared that said uh, <laughs> okay. uh, it's SpongeBob and um, uh, what was his friend? Patrick? Patrick. I don't know, but memes were designed to be described on air. Yes. Tell us. Okay, never mind. CJ, you started the Did You Know. You need to finish that one for you me. Really need did to you know I didn't really prepare this well? Let's just go home. Wait, wait. Why didn't you just start this by saying, Did you know I didn't prepare anything? I don't want Do to you guys have any anymore. funny facts around, though? You know? I don't have any funny facts. I have facts. one. Yeah. Are you, right? Are you ready? You I'm guys, here to help you. Ready? You got to start it with the Did You Know. Okay. Did you know Ooh. the band Semi Sonic's song, Closing Time, about a bar is not a, no, it's not about a bar closing. It's not about a bar. bar it's about having you, a baby. No, it's you got to go do something no, else. No, it's about a baby, having a baby. You can't stay here. We got to close. The no, law in New York it. says he 4 a.m. bars close. I have no idea. I've never heard this Babies before. aren't allowed in bars. That's, uh-huh. that's BS. Okay. All right, everyone out there, Google it. Is Matt right or wrong? Did you know? Is Semisonic really about a baby? I don't think so, because they're singing about a bar. Babies can't drink. There's also fetal alcohol syndrome, which you're just making light of here. Stupid. Sorry, we hurt your feelings, man. Let's go home. The face. Wait. The mustache. The Boston. CJ Morgan. Travel, but just for you. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Hello there, Matt Bearden. Is it weird? Is it wired? We're going to know. Here's a question for you. Uh, You're in one of those, like, you're in what I guess they call a task chair. The chair that a lot of us have in our office. It's got five little feet on it, and each foot has a caster, right? It's a a task chair. Sure. What if you could come to work in that? Just roll up? Drive? Yeah, just have it like in a little like one seater car or something. Jetson style tube. Honda is unveil- unveiling the idea of what they're calling micro mobility technologies. Mm. It's uh, using something called cooperative intelligence, which is sort of like a little bit like AI, but it's with uh, my chair communicating with your chair and your chair communicating with my chair and Spencer's chair. And so that way, none of them run into each other. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. That's the cool part. What they're doing is they're saying, hey, look, we keep making these EVs, electric vehicles. And guess what? All these electric vehicles look exactly like cars. We have really bad traffic jams because we had these cars on our freeway, and each car looks like an old car, and each one takes up a lot up more space five than or six, it should. But yeah, but and imagine going to work in what is essentially a covered version of your task chair. Now, some people say, "Well, I'm not going to go a long distance in a car like that. That would be ridiculous. You don't need these to. things you can only go 25 miles an hour, and I like to go 70 miles an hour to work." Yeah, except that when you stack up all of these cars back to back, it's much. It's already taken you an hour to get to work. Right. It's going to take you even shorter at 25 miles an hour when you don't have to make any stops anywhere. You just have a dedicated, uh, like the HOV lane, but it's just with smaller, quicker moving vehicles. And what we know and love about office chairs is it doesn't cause you any back or spinal problems at all. It actually helps your posture. I'm probably going to have to work on that one. But could you imagine (laughs) the idea of when you're approaching an intersection, you don't actually use the brakes your vehicle talks to the vehicles that are getting ready to cross that intersection, and you guys all just sort of merge through the intersection at the same time and just miss each other. Just okay. close your eyes. Close your eyes, CJ. Yeah. Remember, ah. you're not going super fast. It's sort of oh, like, yeah. I think it's a really cool idea because we right now keep saying, well, EVs, you have to charge them overnight. takes a lot of energy. They can only go 200 miles. Well, some of these little guys, I mean, think about it, how 
annoyed we are with all of the scooters downtown. But imagine if the scooters had four wheels, people weren't flying off of them, and people weren't flying in front of your car. What if the it had world... a dedicated lane and zone? And you can drive them in the rain, I guess. They're covered, I would assume. And they are covered, Whoa. yeah. Let me show you a little picture of this guy. Hey. See, with the three wheels, and it almost <laughs> looks like something from that movie Wally, right? Yeah. But you would just sit in there, and it zooms you to zooms you to school or zooms you wherever hmm. uh, for single commutes. You're, you don't like this idea, It looks do you, weird, CJ? and it makes me think of, like, ancient Rome when they would carry you on a litter. That's kind of what it looks like, because you're all boxed in and closed. It's just a robotic litter. I, 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 I like the idea. Too. I like the me idea too. of it. I'm going to call this one hugely wired. It I, a- it's further away, but they say that they, especially in cities, like, think of a place like Tokyo or mm. a, these town, cities like Mexico City where you have 11 million people, people in one city. Uh, sure. New York City even, yeah. yeah. And like you have these roads that were never meant, and these cities that were built so long ago, they were never meant to carry all these cars. But I got my truck. You would now be able to carry so many more people so much more quickly through those cities, and it would make a huge, huge difference. So I really do, for an office commute, really like the idea of this. Uh, probably won't happen in our lifetime because nothing good's ever going to happen to us, but... Nope. Come on, wired. As you recall, Spinny, this time yesterday, I decided to get away from it all, the hassles of election day, and take my lady out to a nice seafood dinner, mm. which I did. I was excited to. Uh, quality seafood's one of our favorite places, and then I looked it up online just to see if they had maybe an event or something, but they yeah. were closed on Tuesday. Are they? I didn't know that. I thought they were just closed on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe, they, maybe it was because they didn't want to deal with the election stuff yesterday. Or me. Oh, they knew you were coming. Quite possibly. Coming for some of that white wine. White wine. Yeah, dude. Uh, by the way, let's play my quality seafood commercial Absolutely. after this. You want to do that? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, it's been a it's long a time. Yeah. I like dumb stuff. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> it was close. So we went to another. I'm not going to say the name of this place because I'm pissed at it, but it's a place I've been wanting to go for a long time. Um, they used to have a food truck, and I always, always wanted to try it. Yeah. We were even invited for their media grand opening back in the Matt and CJ show days. Unfortunately, we were on air, so we couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, I finally got to go there. She was a little reluctant. She's like, oh, I don't really like this type of seafood, but you know what? Let's do it. Let's have fun. They have some stuff I'll eat. Go there. We order our favorite seafood appetizer, mm. usually uh, calamari. Yeah. Um, and I noticed right away the menu's like, it, this place is expensive, but it's not like True Lux. Right. Level. It's not super like uh, high scale, I guess. Or Exactly. For- it's a nice place. The food was really good. Everything was fine, but. If I'm pay, paying $16 for an appetizer of calamari, Woo. I'm either, yes, at a place like Trulux, B, at a crappy place in Port Aransas, but I'm going to get a giant bucket of calamari. But this was the C option from the C. I got a very, the, the appetizer was very small. I, oh, even man. as the server set it down, Lisa kind of laughed at me because we were both like, because she was like, this place is overpriced. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but you know, maybe. Then I made the mistake of ordering a, ordering my main entree. A, uh, a del- I got a lobster roll. Whoa. Oh, yum. And it was good? really good. Yeah. If you're a child and have the stomach of a baby who can only eat a little bit, was it in like a little one of those little Hawaiian rolls? Just no, it wasn't that, that tiny. bad. But for the slider, <laughs> lobster slider, for the damn price of it, I was like, "This is what?" Yeah. And I, I left hungry, and that's never good when you're paying good money. And you know, we still tip good, everything was fine. Yeah, the yeah. food was delicious, but it was so damn small that I was still hungry afterwards. If I'm at a, if I want that experience, I'll go eat sushi somewhere. Yeah, ah, I'll go to Nobu, joke. where you leave hungry 100 percent of the time. Yes, and uh, I was disappointed, and I was bummed out because you know 
I was the one that convinced us and really wanted to push to go to this place. And the, it was so, so small and so overpriced. And I'd been looking forward to it for so damn long. Well, I'm sorry, man. I know. It's At sucks. least it was tasty, though, right? Yeah. Did it, you guys go somewhere else, like fast food on the way back no, home? No, I ate a bunch of crap when I got home, though. <laughs> I almost thought about fast food. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of a bummer. It's disappointing that, that things were that small and it was that overpriced. And man. again, because this place is so good, I don't want to. Pretty sure I know what place you're talking air. about. And I'm kind of bummed out by that too, because I've been wanting to try them when they had their food truck actually near my where I live. Um, and now they got a location, the brick and mortar. So I wonder if it's just like they've still got some sort of uh, paying off COVID growing times pains or, and yeah. COVID pains, and so they're just sort of trying to overcompensate. I don't know, man. That sucks though. Yeah, once prices go up, though, they ain't, they ain't coming back down. But so uh, you can't recommend this place what we shall not name to people. <laughs> I do because it's good. Yeah. Um, and also, like we were like, oh, let's get some oysters. Forty eight dollars for a dozen. Woo, damn. Okay. I think it's off season. I don't know. But still, okay, that's okay. a lot for oysters. I quality agree. seafood, not that much. And speaking of quality seafood, I'm still trying to get them to pay us for advertising. Spencer. I understand. Um, here's how it works. Radio makes money pushing products and things that we love and endorse. I definitely endorse quality seafood. So Same. I made them this commercial. They have yet to respond. Here you go. Quality seafood. A homemade C.J. Morgan commercial. Go eat there. Tell them you heard this on the radio. Oh, no, Tell no, them no, to no, give no. me money. Avast ye hearties. Climb on board quality seafood and prepare to plunder some booty. Yay! with the best catches from deep in Davy Jones' locker in all the land and it won't cost you a doubloon. Wow. Hey, we're not that kind of seafood shanty. We're quality seafood. Fresh from the ocean and onto your plate. Where the white wine flows like the salmon of Capistrano. Speaking of salmon, you have to try that with a glass of white wine and a side of our spaghetti mac and cheese. Mm. Saturdays, we've got crab legs, lobster rolls, and coconut shrimp. Mm. Plus that white wine. Pipe down, you lily-livered scurvy dog. Quality seafood be more than coconut shrimp and white wine. They shuckin' fresh oysters. Yes! Stewing gumbo. Yes! And offering daily specials that'll make an old sea dog weep. Quality seafood is about just that. It's in our name. Quality seafood. Not pirates. Also, white wine. Go by and dine with us every day but Sunday. We're closed. Ask about the white wine. Hmm. And why the kids in the neighborhood call quality seafood CQ for short. CQ, that's what I like about white wine. It's the CJ Morgan Show on KROX FM Pewter Austin. 101X.